Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> we got your back, buddy. <laughs> we got oh, your back. <laughs> you know, uh, sure. Technology. <laughs> yeah, technology is great when it works. The internet is great when it's up. It's always great to have a plan B and a plan C. Speaking of technology, I'm glad for all of the uh, other ways that we can connect right now. I mean, so often you lose Wi-Fi, you lose the main internet, and I've used the hotspot on my phone uh, to do business for the past couple of years, and that works when you need it. But um, yeah, anyway, sorry I dropped dropped out there but i i found another way to connect thanks to dj <laughs> technology is me. amazing and so is dj so thank god yes, yes thank he god. is it, it we were just praising it it's oh it's made our lives i mean that's murphy's law right it's made our lives yeah, so much yeah. better we love this app we love that app yeah. and then and then there he goes but yet yet during that time you said or dj sent me your forecast so i got your weather on the air um, he was communicating with me the whole time, and look at you—we have uh, a plan B. So thank God, it's you all don't good. Need You're back with us. You really don't need me anymore, right? This is no, that's this not is true your at all. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. sp- place. Speaking of plan B, um, you know this this trip in general. Everybody knows I'm away. I'm staying with my girlfriend who moved out here uh, full time from Minneapolis uh, uh, last year. So I'm I'm glad to see her. And um, we were supposed to travel yesterday. Some country had other plans. Some country canceled our flight because they didn't have a crew. You know, Paul, mm. this, we're still in, we're still in a pandemic. We're still in a place where people call in sick if they have COVID. We, we can't have another exposure. People want to keep each other safe. And right. mid afternoon or, or excuse me, mid morning, they sent my husband an email said, your flight's canceled. And we scrambled. And I reached out to some country through technology, through, 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 um, Twitter. I sent them a a message. I said, hey, what do we do now? Because the the email only said, sorry, your flight's been canceled. So they called us within an hour of me reaching out and said, we'll book you on our next flight, which is the next day. And not only did they do that, but because the flight was canceled, and I imagine they do this for everybody, um, they made us like priority boarding. You know, normally have to pay for that. And they moved our seats up closer to the front, which was really nice. And they made it, yeah, they made it a really good experience. So because I had to take, well, I did have to take the day off yesterday, which I wasn't planning to, but you and I were on the phone. I I checked in with you as I was literally going through the TSA line, right? Right, right. Our our conversation yesterday. So um, that's fine. Thank God. But the, the line was really long at Terminal 2. So anybody who's traveling, I urge you to get to Terminal 2 early because you will wait an hour on that TSA line. That's a long line. So... 
um, we and, and I'm chatting with you. We go through. I get on the plane, and one of the flight attendants comes up and says, "Would you guys like a water?" And I said, "Terrific! Thank you so much." I figured, you know, this is a courtesy that they provide. And um, you know, again, we got bumped. I thought maybe uh, whatever is a nice courtesy. Um, a few minutes later, the flight attendant comes back and says, "Are you Jordana?" And I said, <laughs> "I am." <laughs> she goes, "As I was driving to work today to the airport." I heard you and Paul on the air while you were going through the TSA line talking about your flight. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It was such, it's just such a small world. I said, how hilarious is that? She goes, I kind of thought you might be on my flight. Um, so she was so nice and her name is Chris and she listens to us every day. And I don't know that she is listening today because I think she had a flight to Florida, but I told her to use the app, which she does. So I said, I'd give a, give a shout out to my friends, um, Chris, of course, and Joyce, who helped, who, who listens, who helped us rebook another flight. So they are the hometown airline, and um, I appreciate all of them. Yeah, it's good that, it, you know, I, and I'm glad you support them. I, I support sure. Delta, and I also support Sun Country. Those are my two favorites. But, um, and look, every business has issues, especially during Amen. a pandemic, and stuff's going to happen. I guess, to me, the measure of a great company is how, how do they respond? Do they try to make it right? Uh, do they try to hang on to you? Do they go the extra mile? And mm -hmm. it sounds like they did. And my understanding is they, they gave they gave you a little Sun Country tiara, right? A little tiara to wear. <laughs> they on don't the plane. have that. Huh? Just a water. First class. Just a water. Just a water. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> it was just the water. <laughs> little princess. It was so nice, though. Yeah. It was. It was very lovely. So I. Uh... Cool. <laughs> no, I just wanted to give him a shout out. Go ahead, David. Well, yeah. I just. I, I'm curious because I, I actually flew Sun Country this last weekend as well, and I had a great experience. But one of the things your story makes me think of is you're trading. Um, a hometown experience and right like somebody recognizing mm, you and I heard true. you my way to work mm -hmm. like that's that's a big benefit that I think you were really appreciative of but if you would have been flying on Delta or Southwest or one of the big carriers mm -hmm. you probably would have gone a few hours later instead of a whole day later that's oh. what you that's what you lose by flying Sun Country who I think only has one flight a day to Denver but mm -hmm. Southwest has 17 flights a day to Denver so they would mm -hmm. have gotten you there the day instead. So what do you think about the balance of going with the smaller mm -hmm. hometown, more intimate experience versus one of the big boys where you're going to get more options of how to get to your destination? Yeah, I, we would have liked to have gone out later that day, of course. You know, the flight was like supposed to be at 4.30 or something. And sure, we would have taken a later flight, 100%. And we even asked. We said, well, since since you're bumping us or, or you're canceling the flight, can you put us on another airline? But they don't do that. I don't think there's that coercion mm -hmm. like it used to be uh, where they used to work together. So they said, it's it's the next day. Or we could refund your money if you don't want to go. We could, you know, I was like, well, we still want to go. But yeah, you know, David, I guess I didn't think about that. Um, it would have been more convenient. Could we, if we had gotten out, then I wouldn't have had to take the day off yesterday. But I don't know. I we, We're here. We're here. I, I, I'm going to hey. try not to get wrapped, too wrapped up in that. Sure, you could have driven. You know, it's what? I mean, it's about 10, 12 hours to Denver. It's not it? that bad. You could have taken a Greyhound bus, you know? Yeah, I, I thought about driving. Should we do that, David? Well, you certainly, certainly should bad. do it, but Paul, 
10 or 12 hours. No, it's, it's uh, I mean, 12 to 14 maybe, but 10 hours. No, you're, it, no, you're doing something no, wrong if you're getting to Denver no. in 10 hours from Minneapolis. No, no I'm, I'm, I may be exceeding the speed limit a little bit. A little? Country, yeah, by 110 or something. It, it's oh. about 12 hours, yeah. It's 12 hours. And then we'd have to drive up to Vail. So anyway. is that 14 or 16? Yeah, you'd be at 14 or 15 from here to Vail, yeah. Uh, that's kind of a lot. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, so I just wanted to give a little shout out. It was a, but it's, you know, we were annoyed at first. And then I said to Mark, I'm like, you know, everybody's struggling. We've had experiences on the air where people couldn't come in. You know, David had a COVID exposure. He couldn't come in. He should be home with his family, taking care of them. Like these flight attendants and pilots and people who run the airline are no different than us. So we have to accept all of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Give people a little more space and a little more grace and know that most people, most businesses are doing the best they can with limited staff and, uh, you know, more regulations. So, hey, I'm glad you got out there and all's well that ends well, right? You still have plenty of time out there to uh, fall on your butt. Uh, Be careful. And spend time with my friend. Yeah. Spend time with my friend Julia. Uh, Hey, up next, Stephen Belton, President and CEO of the Urban League. We are going to talk to him about this Parents' Bill of Rights. We'll explain that. Um, Also, the memorial service for Deshaun Hill. That's next. Paul and Jordana and DJ, and this is uh, one of our favorite segments of the entire week. Um, We really appreciate reaching out to Stephen Belton. He is the um, CEO and president of Urban League Twin Cities to talk about whatever is on his mind. We have a lot on our mind today. And top of mind is a parent's bill of rights, which is getting a lot of play right now uh, about what rights do parents have when it comes to school curriculum and uh, a number of things being introduced right now from legislators in the Minnesota um, House of Representatives. And it's doubtful it'll get through, but it, it certainly has a lot of people curious about this Bill of Rights and wanted to get uh, your feedback on this. Stephen Belton, welcome back. Thanks, Paul. Good to be with you, as always. Hey, so, Stephen. Uh, the, first, just- the first question we had is... How much of this should come from school and how much of this should come from parents? And do, do teachers have a right not to make kids uncomfortable? <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> that's an interesting uh, turn of phrase you have. Uh, do teachers have a right to not make kids uncomfortable? Or do parents have a yeah. right for their children not to be made uncomfortable? You know, we used to say in the preaching profession that our job was to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. And I think there's a parallel, I think there's a parallel Paul, Jordetta, with teaching as well. I don't know. Education is about growth, and growth requires change, and it is uncomfortable. I don't know that uh, I would want my kids who are grown, but one of them's back in graduate school now. I, I imagine he would tell you it's always, everything about it is uncomfortable from the experience itself to the learning to the concepts that they wrestle with. So I don't know that uh, to being comfortable ought to be an objective. I think what's going on here uh, is that uh, putting aside the political 
uh, framework in which this came up. Republicans announced this Parents' Bill of Rights by saying, going immediately after Democrats and saying that the Democrats uh, tend to think of children as a commodity to be processed through the schools. Uh, I don't think that that's the way to frame this. I think that what's going on here is that there is broad and widespread agreement among parents, but also among community members, that everybody feels kind of out of the loop, that everybody wants to have this common ground and agreeing that our best senses of our children need to be served by our educational system. And the question is, how do we get it done? We're all stakeholders in it. Taxpayers, community members, nonprofits, parents, teachers, uh, school administrators are all stakeholders in the system. And everybody wants to be able to have some impact on this. But frankly, this teacher bill of rights strikes me as a problem and as a solution in search of a problem. I don't really see seems to me that if you ask a parent or ask a teacher now for the curriculum, if you ask a school district for the curriculum, I'm not hearing a lot of complaints coming out of our community that they're being refused that information. To the contrary, I see school districts and administrators looking for engagement, wanting parents to step up and to say, I'm not just turning my children over to you. I want to be a partner in their education. Stephen, I totally agree. When I read this, I thought to myself, what is this load of crap? Because I have children in public school and I have a parent portal. I get an email every time an assignment is graded. If I want to talk to that teacher, I can email them directly. I have gotten calls from the principals, from the teachers. I can sign up for a conference, which they encourage me to do. And if I ask for their syllabus, of course they give it to me. This is like a non- issue. I was shocked when I saw this parent bill of rights. I thought, wait a minute, is it just for the parents that are too dumb to send an email to the teacher and say, what are you teaching my kid? Or parents who are so disconnected from their kids, they can't say, hey, what did you learn in school today? I'm wondering who this is for. There is no parent that I know that needs this because I know parents that talk to their teachers and their kids. So I'm actually, I'm actually shocked by this. We're going to speak to a teacher in the, in the 530 hour, but um, I, I like how you put it. This is uh, an issue in search of a problem or a solution in search of a problem because this well, doesn't, in my opinion, this doesn't solve anything. Jor, hey, Jor if, if I can yeah. interject uh, with Stephen, yeah. I think what got me off the dime is that in some school districts in other states, first of all, nobody's teaching critical race theory, to my knowledge. So of course that, not. that's a non-starter. But, but in some school districts in other mostly conservative states, parents are pushing back and saying, we don't want our kids to be uncomfortable in class. When you teach history, uh, learning about the Holocaust, learning about slavery, it makes them uncomfortable. And I mean, we, we can't sugarcoat or whitewash history. It, it is what it is. And if we aren't a little bit uncomfortable about bad things that happened in the past, things will never get better going forward. So that's what kind of got us off the dime. Is this mm-hmm. an attempt to rewrite history or is this, you know, micromanaging uh, teachers who are already under the gun and at the breaking point with with this pandemic. So, Stephen, st- sorry to, to harp on that, but we're just trying to figure out what this is all about and get your perspective. Well, I think it's a preemptive strike um, on teaching anything that uh, is politically different or is divisive to certain people and to certain communities. Uh, the fact of the matter is, from my perspective, 
that the you know that all of these things that are taught there is always going to be a contrary view anything that's taught in social studies and english choice of uh, authors who you include who you don't include all of that can be potentially divisive or it could be a learning opportunity so i know that when i was growing up there were certain things that weren't taught and certain things that were taught in the schools that were offensive to my parents' worldview and to their view of who we were. You can imagine growing up hmm. in the 50s and 60s that, you know, they had, you know, horrendous, you know, they were, they were just terrible examples, particularly as regarded African Americans. If we were in the history books at all, or if we were in literature at all, it was in some form of character. My parents pushed back on that. They said, that is not who you are. It is not a complete or even an accurate view of you are. And they introduced us to literature, to storytelling, to narrative. They pointed us to other things. They spurred our curiosity. They were teaching us critical theory, not critical race theory. And let me think for a moment about critical race theory. There's nothing scary about critical race theory. But what it does is it scares people who want to hold on to the status quo and who have this idealized view of who America is. I think we grow and we get better when we embrace our past, even the terrible things that have been done, because how in the world are we to learn from them and not repeat them if we're not teaching them and if we don't own up to what happened? And so I'm not afraid of these things. I embrace them. Even the things that I don't agree with, I embrace as an opportunity to say, you can challenge these. You can stand up for yourself and you can speak your own mind, even in class. So we need to be empowering parents. We need to be empowering children as well. But more importantly, we need to be inviting parents to take responsibility for their children's education and not merely turn their children over to the educators. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well said. I, yeah, I mean, and we, and we can do ten more segments on this because I too have strong feelings about people knowing the truth, and only when they are told taught the truth, then I think that will lead to greater compassion and then a, a greater society, a, a more understanding, a more knowledgeable, a more connected society when people actually yes. know the truth of how everybody got to where they are today. Like, everybody needs to know yes. that Jews were thrown in ovens and gas chambers because that's yes. true. That happened to my great aunts and uncles, and I that is painful, to, mostly to the, the ones of us that survived. But people yes. have to know that so it doesn't repeat itself. And yeah, that's, that's super uncomfortable, but, but we all need to put on our big girl boy and, and girl panties and, and learn the truth about each other. I've got my big boy panties on today, Jordan. So <laughs> I know you, I know you yeah, do, and that's why I love talking to you. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I, I thank you. I, we, we sort of got off the rails here, but but that was fun to hear your thoughts, and uh, and thank you for allowing me to share mine. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> thank you, Stephen. <laughs> of course, good best. to be with you both. Enjoy the rest of your yeah. show. Bye bye. Thank you, sir. You too. Thank God he still puts up thank with you, us, sir. Paul. I mean, thank God he still comes on this yeah. show. Yeah, we take it. <laughs> Week by week, right? But <laughs> I, I work, work big boy panties into a show. I mean, we get, we Put get them a on. cookie when we work that into the show. Yeah, Put them on and learn some facts. That's it. Put them on and learn some facts. That's what we're talking about. Um, speaking of facts, the facts about technology that may or may not be helping us. David has written us a fun quiz. So we'll lighten up this energy next on CCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Murphy's Law, friends. When you start talking about something, saying how great it is, it epically fails on you. We started the show talking about all of the tech tools that make our job easier, able to work remotely, and in the middle of the show, boom, the entire internet went out in Paul's house, (laughs) so he got booted off the show, yet... Backup technology has allowed him to join us on a different technology called the tie line. So we decided to do, David decided to write us a quiz about technology, some little known facts. Paul, are you available to take the quiz? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I'm, look, I'm in Florabama. I'm, a, I'm on the Florida panhandle. I'm, I'm lucky that we have electricity here. But even that went down for a few hours this morning. So the power went out. It's Florida. And yeah. I don't know what's going on here. I, um, but yeah, one minute at a time. I'm, I'm going to hang in there as long as I can. Okay, sounds good. Let's start with you, Paul, with our technology quiz. Our first question, multiple choice questions. We'll alternate here. Paul, the world's first computer mouse was invented at Stanford Research Institute in what decade? In the 60s or the 70s or the 80s? Oh, boy. Yeah, it was Xerox Park. Um, and then basically both Apple and Microsoft borrowed the idea. Um, I know it was fairly early. Um, I'm going to say 70s. No, it was actually in the 60s, all the way back to the was 60s. It? Yeah. Wow. And wow. they had these like wow. wheels, and it was all about the X and Y axis and stuff. And isn't that crazy? Yeah, like, oh, so it only yeah. went up and down and side to side. It didn't um, have a yeah. roller on well, the bottom. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess you could do it too. But yeah, there wasn't the little roller ball that we were used to back in the nineties. So mm-hmm. anyway, wow, sixties, man. Wow, good. For um, all right, I, I love the way we're starting here. I love it when you guys fail, Jordana. You're up next. Of <laughs> yeah, course, thanks. Fail. Yeah, well, sorry, <laughs> we're failing yeah, up. A, we're failing. Today's up. been a tech <laughs> fail. By one victory across the, the board. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jordana, of course, we know Apple is popular for many products, the iPod, the iPhone, the Macintosh computer, the um, laptops that all of us enjoy. But uh, Apple has also made a foray into what other market? Has Apple gotten into the clothing market or the produce market or into making slide rules? Oh my God! Hmm. Um, I, I'm wow. definitely not going with produce. <laughs> Why not? They're called I Apple. Don't re- that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I don't really know what a slide rule is because I probably haven't used one since seventh grade science. <laughs> is it a science tool? I think it is. Um, and I'm not, I'm going to go with no. So I'm going to go clothing because you can buy a T-shirt that says Apple, I'm, or maybe they're doing Steve Jobs turtlenecks in memoriam. I, I'm going to go with clothing. That's correct. Back in 1986, they launched a uh, clothing line, and uh, you know I, I don't think that's continued. I mean, I'm sure you can buy Apple clothing, but mm, the the line right. that was started then was not continued. So, uh, but boy, really, that would be well cool done. tech. Like if yes. you were wearing a hat that yeah. had you know like the Bluetooth in. I know they make hats with Bluetooth, but if they were Apple products that that aligned with all your products, that would be pretty cool. Okay. 
Uh, let's go back to Paul, who I think does know what a slide rule is for our next question. Yeah. And, oh, that. Um, ouch. Well, yeah. Sorry. Ouch. Um, that hurt. Uh, Google, Sorry. which is now worth a reported $700 billion, $700 billion, the current estimated value of Google. Google was actually going to sell back in 1999 to a company called Excite. What was the reported value of that deal? Or what was, in a sense, what was the value of Google in 1999? Was it $55,000, $750,000? or $40 million? You, you give me the really hard questions. <laughs> there, there's a pattern emerging here. Working I don't know how your... much Jor pays you. <laughs> um, I, what year was this? This was in 99? 99, yep. For excite. I'll go with $40 million. No, it's actually oh, only $750,000. Can you believe that? And apparently really? some, bought Google some for stock options and other things involved in the deal, oh, but it's God. a staggeringly low number compared to what it's worth now. Wow. That's a good investment. Wow. Um, All right, okay. me with an easy one. Jordana, which of these could potentially void your Apple warranty? Oh. Pairing your Apple device with an Android product. Taking your Apple device on an airplane or smoking near your Apple product? Um, I've taken my devices on an airplane, so I'm going to go no. I can't imagine smoking near the product will void it. Lots of people smoke and use iPhones, so I guess it's that seems awfully xenophobic, but I guess pairing it with an Android maybe. No, in fact, some Apple products, I believe this is with the laptops, if you smoke around them, Stop that can it. potentially void your warranty. Isn't that amazing? I had no idea. Yeah. I, had no I didn't know that either. Smoke. There you go. No idea. Fascinating. Uh, right. Okay, Paul, let's go back to you. Uh, simple question. When was the company Zoom founded? When was Zoom founded? Was it in 2001? 2011 or 2016? Oh, God, I'm afraid to answer now. You, <laughs> you never know. I, I started and sold three tech companies mm -hmm. based on this mm. quiz. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> you, were on no. you were on your lane, honey. That's okay. You were running your race. Yeah. You weren't looking at anybody around you. That's okay. God help me. T I, t 2016, I think, I hope. I know it's That's relatively recent. No, actually, <gasps> Zoom was founded back in 2011 and, of course, didn't get real big oh. until much more recently, but they've been around for 11 years. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't have guessed that either, Paul, I w because the technology of live video, even like, you know, FaceTiming, yeah. you know, the iPhone wasn't invented until 2006 or 2007. Yeah. That seems like very early technology. I guess we had Skype. I guess it we took had a Skype pandemic. in 2011. So, yeah, right. Pandemic to put I'm them on the map. Yeah. And don't you remember Great. in the early days, they were making money hand over fist. Everybody was getting Zoom. Everybody was upgrading to Pro. I mean, I can't imagine what their P&L looked like in 2020. It must have been crazy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you did a crap job. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's been a bad tech day across the board. Yes. Okay? You sucked. 
Yeah. That's right. You sucked. Isn't that funny? And we're talking about great tech that has helped us, right? Oh, yeah. boy. I tell you. No, no good deed, my friend. No good deed. All right. Well, let's take a quick break because we got Mike Max up. He's next. We're going to talk about the wild win last night. Gophers men's basketball at Ohio State tonight. Next on CCO. Maxie's Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Hey, Maxie. Paul, how are you? I'm having a bad tech day. It's are ironic. You, what does that mean? You don't have many bad tech days. I do. I'm used to it. Now you know how no, I feel no. every the day. The internet went oh, down. Maxie. No explanation. Just a widespread outage. Thank you, Mediacom. Uh, no internet. And so, you know, oh, we're man. scrambling to make it work I, here. But it's just, you know, I, I got two I tech questions different? for you and Jor. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. Jor, you sound really good. Uh, I, I'm, in vale, I'm in Vail, Mikey. I'm in Vail. I know, but what do you, oh. did you bring a Comrex with you? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I brought a Comrex with me, and well, I plugged good. into the internet here. Because I'm going to be skiing mm-hmm. in a few weeks, so I wanted to know how you did that so I could do that when I go there. You can come to stay with my friend Julia. <laughs> yeah, you got to get the I'm whole setup here. I'm my college buddies out there to Winter Park, but I, I just oh. want to make sure I could plug in. And it's so good to hear you out there having a good yep. time. I love the mountains. I love skiing. I didn't go last year because of COVID, but I'm going in a couple weeks. Good for you. Good, good. You need it. You love it. Max, Maxie, can I ask you a question about doping? I don't know if I have not you're done it. There are rumors that back in my cable days, there were things that <laughs> no, happened. Not I you. never did it. Not you. <laughs> no. But, I mean, this this Russian skater, Valieva, yeah. who claims that she accidentally took her grandfather's heart medication. Yeah. Well, how oh, often does that out. happen to the rest of us, well, right? How many oh, times have I heard that story, old story, right? Took campus. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Christy but, Yamaguchi, who was married to Brett Hennigan, by the way, a local, obviously, here, hockey player. And she was asked the same, basically the same question. Should, should the, Could this have happened easily? And she said no. She said, I skated in 1992, oh. and it could not have happened easily then. So it could not happen easily now because they are very very prudent about what they tell you you can and can't put in your bodies in terms of a list and you should have questions if there's anything you know that even approaches it so there you yeah, go that's you know just crazy yeah. crazy i mean crazy. when was the last time you took someone else's medication mark i mean this well, is crap we all know it yeah but the russians have a habit of doping right mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. end you know the ends justify the means so. And what a wimpy way the Olympic Committee said, well, if she ends up in a medal position, then we'll hold off on whether or not we rule. I never heard of that before. I know. I know. You know something else I never knew, Jordan Paul? Huh. I had Rob Stauber on this morning. I filled in 9 to noon. Rob Stauber mm-hmm. was the coach of the team, the, the women's hockey team that won the gold medal last time. And I said, how did it feel when they put that gold medal around your neck? And you know what he said? Huh. He said, you, knew, you probably don't know this, but coaches don't get a medal. Did you know that? He said, no. only the athletes that compete. He said, as a head coach, I did oh. not get a medal. He said, wow. coaching staff doesn't get a medal, only the athletes that compete. And I didn't know that. Oh, well, that's not fair. They, yeah, said, they must medal. not be making enough money. Huh? But, but I, I don't know if the reason <laughs> is fair. because there's so many people that are ancillary to the team, you know, that, that, could, that could make a case that they deserve a medal. That maybe they just said, hey, well. you're not on the roster, you're not. But I didn't know that, that the head coach doesn't get oh. a medal. That's disappointing. Huh. Yeah, in 1980 was the last time that they did. And, of course, the Miracle on Ice team uh, with Herb Brooks, etc. But that was the last time that the coaches got a medal, too. I'll be darned. Wow. Yeah. And, boy, do they deserve well, the medals. Yeah. yeah. The things you Thank learn. you, Mike. So you're not, working, you're not working tonight, but what are you working on today, I'm going Mike? to the Wolves game. Oh, we I just was over. I'll nice. tell you more about it. I was over at a Hmong school where they play basketball. Mm. This girls' team, they get beat by, like, 50 points every game. 
and they love it because they're competing and it's all the right reason. So it was a fun afternoon. Thanks, Mikey. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.